0: How do you feel about the commercial roof inspections? Well, we're gonna talk about this along with a lot of other things during this show. Hi, this is Daniel Laxtons and you're listening to the Roofing Business Builder podcast. Now, I'm a 32 year vet in the roofing industry and I'm your personal commercial roofing guru. Now, today I have a special guest and his name is Henry Staggs. He's the founder of The Roofing School and he also has been in the roofing industry for, well, since he was 12. We got a lot to learn from him. Before we get started with that, let's do our intention for this episode. The intention for this episode is that things always come back around for me. Yes, things will always come back around for me. You know, everyone talks about law of attraction, which is great uh, because that really helps us keep ourselves in a positive mindset. But when you look at the seven laws, universal laws, the fifth one is rhythm. And rhythm is really important because it helps us to see the cycles of everything. We see that the the oceans go in and out. Everything is very cyclical. So we have all the seasons are always cyclical. Everything is changing. You grow up from a child. You grow, grow into a man or a woman. Uh, and then you become a, an adult. And then later on we get old. So everything is always changing. But... When things start to change in a negative direction, it's great when things are in a, going in a positive direction, but when things go into a negative direction, sometimes we'll put resistance. We're like, oh no, I don't want this to happen. And then it seems like everything can just spiral down. So with Law of Rhythm, we understand that everything's cyclical, so a pendulum swings back and forth, and in this case, the pendulum is going to swing sometimes in a situation where you know as roofers <laughs> something bad can happen but the secret to it is to acknowledge that you know that this is all about rhythm it's going to swing back for you and then if you can think about that then you can stay positive and positivity is everything if something bad happens on a job or a customer gets upset you can feel this negative energy Or just think, you know what, we can correct this and it'll swing back. Things will get better. And that way you can hold your composure in such a way where you have confidence and your customer is going to say, yeah, they did a good job. As a matter of fact, uh, we could even recommend them because of the way they handled the situation. All right. So the subject that we're going to be talking about in this episode is inspections you know how should we view inspections now henry and i talk a lot <laughs> about different things uh, but th- one of the main subjects that he covers is talking about inspections and i thought it was really good and that you'd really enjoy this episode so let's look into my interview with henry Stags. okay Ooh, now, perfect yeah look at that you feel uh, the uh, screen
1: man <laughs> <laughs> So
0: again, my guest is Henry Staggs. Henry, welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: I had a guy used to work for his name was Dollar. And Dollar could pick up a bundle of shingles by the end and throw it on the roof like it was paper. Just truck them all day long without getting tired. That guy was like, like a tank. But he was afraid of heights. So we would
0: do that. We'd pull a pickup truck uh, up to the garage, the person's garage, and just unload them all by hand from the back of the pickup truck. Yeah
1: yeah ladder rack (laughs)
0: yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. i remember doing that throw them up on the ladder and then throw them up on the roof oh yeah we'd
0: always have to throw one but i i would even take two back back when i was just 20 year shingles i'd throw two bundles on my shoulder and go up the ladder oh yeah yeah and then you'd always have these like marks uh, at the end of the day blood blister marks all over your shoulder
1: (laughs) yeah those are badges of honor right
0: Uh, i guess yeah yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> we get together and compare our, our, our scars and wounds
0: henry i've had you on the show before but it, it's been a while and i'd really love to catch up so if you would just tell us a little bit about what's going on in your world now
1: um you know i sold my consulting firm uh-huh and then i started a uh, roof restoration company um here in town and um and then I've slowed the efforts on the school of roofing somewhat, simply because things just weren't uh, moving along in the way that I wanted them to. Um, and just I'm uh, available and open now to the trade schools that I've been working with, as well as Habitat uh, for Humanity, um, and doing some uh, training with them. They're, they've got such a great program. I mean, they they pay their 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 kids hundred bucks a week. I think it's hundred bucks a week. They come in, they do their training, they get the, the basic NCCR core, and then they do a little trade. Stuff. but the best thing about that is compared to like a trade school is they get to build a house they actually go out and do the work that they're talking about with trade schools they try to you know simulate that in their in their um, sometimes inside their warehouses or out in the back area or something they do a pretty good job too but it's just still not building a house it's not the same and i think uh i think those kids coming out of that habitat program man they got got a real advantage not no kids either there's some grown people in there too um some one guy was in probably in his 50s you know right around in my age group um just doing a career change so i did not know where i came from but I, I like that they have an opportunity for someone who is struggling for some reason or another um as you know who cares it's none of our business that they're there are businesses to um give them a, a new skill set they can they can take their life in a different path um and and that's that's why i sold my consulting firm because uh um, I wanted to go a different path. Like, quite frankly, just I don't want to sound wrong, but I just got tired of arguing with roofers all the time about specifications and quality workmanship and what the what you were supposed to do and not supposed to do and all that. And after one project where I counted the same, the same thing 175 times on this one project and the roofer just wouldn't change, just wouldn't change and had to keep going back and fix it each time, 175 times. I, I just threw my hands up in the air and and ironically, I got a call from a company in Colorado who was interested in buying out my, uh, uh, my consulting company. So I took their offer and then I partnered up with some other folks and we've been doing, um, we started in uh, just this past March. So we're, we're right about half a million dollars in business now. And we have uh, we were focused heavy on liquid applied roof restoration on existing uh, roof systems and, and servicing that, that same market that I was servicing before, but Um, a little differently this time because we're able to give them what it was I was trying to get everybody else to give them in the first place which I know it sounds kind of bad but um I don't mean it bad but we're we're doing top quality work we're using materials that don't have fillers and additives and all that other stuff that that flakes off you know and then the guy the sales guy can rub his hand and say see that's your roof you got to get a new coating you know well that doesn't happen with our materials because that zinc oxide that's what's on his hand it's not in our materials, so. So it doesn't chalk.
0: It. You're saying that uh, it's not breaking down. So if you're up on a roof and you rub your hand on it, and it's really white on your hand, that means it's chalking. So those are millimeters of m- mills coming off little micro coming off of the product because it's, it's deteriorating. So what you're saying is yeah. that product uh, up to how long? How many years have you been on one that's like
1: 25 years old? Um so our manufacturer has roofs that are about forty years old that are still in, in good condition forty they're yeah so thirty 40 mils somewhere in there and they they have they they don't lose much millage because they they don't have the additives that that's what that's what causes the uh, the millage loss or those additives that you're losing and then when you when you lose that those additives, you're also losing some of the bond with the molecules down there your polymers. You know, a very microscopic level, of course, so we don't see it, but that, that's why that material becomes more permeable because the holes are bigger and then water can get in there and intrude into enterplies and then cause that wrinkling that you see, which is great for roofers who want to do recoats because, you know, they like every five or six years, you got to recoat your roof. It's kind of the, kind of the mantra out there. And I, I sang it too. I thought that was true. And then when I learned more about coatings and, you know, always learning, right? And I, I found out that the zinc oxide additive, uh, it's just a filler you know it's just a uh, sawdust it's it's not we don't need it but it, it makes a bucket go long last uh, you know long and it doesn't make the material last longer but it, it gives you more in a, in a bucket um, so when I found uh, the manufacturer working with they don't they don't use any of that stuff they don't really sell through distributorship too much I mean we we're kind of, we have a pretty close relationship with them and check this out Whenever we finish a project, right, we do an NDL warranty, right, no dollar limit, backed by the manufacturer, all that stuff. Well, we do that because it's good for the client in case we go out of business, they're still covered. But um, more importantly, I do that because um, the manufacturer comes in and does an inspection on all our roofs. So every one of these projects we've done since March, we've had somebody, I don't even know who, come in from the manufacturer, walk our roof. At some point, they don't tell us when, they just show up and do it and and then so far we've passed everyone and they've given us the warranty otherwise you couldn't get the warranty and it's not free to us we pay for that i don't add that to the to the client's bill that's just part of doing business so i think of it sort of like when i was consultant and i was trying to sell the idea to contractors hey hire consultants even if me yeah but maybe someone else too, come out and check your projects maybe not all of them but some of them here and there kind of give you an idea where you're at um our manufacturer does that for us so if we find that You know, we're slacking in some area. They're going to tell us because they're going to own that roof for the next 20 or 10 years or 15 or 30 years, up to 30 years. Um, So they won't let us. We're not getting away with anything. And my clients like that um, because uh, of that extra layer of accountability and that we're not we're not trying to do things like, you know, we know everything. We know what we know and we know we need to know more and the guy that's coming out to inspect our roof probably knows more than i do about that material because that's all he does that's his that's his everyday life is looking at that material so he knows a good install when he sees one and um, we we'll do we do them all so um we just did one recently we did a um, 300 square um cementitious roof i'm sorry 600 square cementitious roof i just heard my partner yelling at me in the back of my head <laughs> it was pretty, he's very proud of that sale but um you know that that cementitious if you're familiar with it a lot of contractors will veer away from that i don't want to mess with it you can't code it all that kind of stuff um and it's true you can't code it with the wrong stuff you can code it with the right stuff and so we use you know two-part epoxy create our substrate that's important and then put the top coat on right and creating that substrate and prepping the roof that's where it all matters matter of fact it doesn't matter if it's metal spf uh, you know, whatever type of roof system built up, whatever you're working on, it's the prep and it's the primer and the base. So those are the things that make or break that roof system, not the top coat. The top coat's what pretties it up and and encapsulates everything and then reflects the uh, sunlight so you can have your additional energy savings. Um, sometimes owners don't really care too much about that because they don't pay the electric bill.
0: But mm-hmm. I
1: promise you, the, the guy inside who does pay the electric bill, he cares a great deal about <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so.
0: Yeah, know your pain points of the customer and then hammer the ones that, that they truly care about. But uh, so you do, um, how many of the, these things that you've talked about, several different things that are amazing about your product. And I can feel the passion in, in what you're talking about too, Henry. But what I was wondering is, um, are you using these same uh, techniques and, and inside your sales you know when you're selling the customer is that what what's the most persuasive thing that sells your customer
1: well two things um how we do our scenes seems to really catch their attention so our guys when we're praying uh, praying
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you lord for this roof
1: (laughs) (laughs) give me another sale when (laughs) we're um, when we're spraying the uh, the seams, um, our guys will do the seams first, and then they'll come back and do the field. So you got a little a little double um, protection at the seams where it matters the most. And then the other thing is the warranty. But I got to tell you, it's about a 50-50 split on that. Some some folks just don't care about any warranty at all. Their their philosophy is, look, if you're doing a good job, we don't need a warranty. And that's true, perhaps. Um, but we don't know what the future is going to hold. So I think the warranty is a good, good protector. But but what I do is I say, listen, it's not the warranty. It's the fact that in order to get the warranty, we have to have that inspection from the manufacturer. So we're not just signing off on our own roofs. We've got somebody else that we, I don't know who the guy is. I've never met him. I don't know who comes out or if maybe it's more than one person. I don't want to know. That keeps me um, keeps me accountable to the manufacturer, which keeps me accountable to my, my customer. As I, I learned over... The years, you know, in nine years or something, and being a consultant, that accountability is important. So, I suppose the answer to your question is that we hold ourselves accountable in a, in a in a way that is true and real with the third party. It's not just, uh, uh, you know, hey, we do a good job, you know, um, and you know, take our word for it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, and, and I and I everything, you know, and, and you know this. So I I earn as many like all those plaques on the wall. I try to if i think i know something i'll I'll take a course and see if i can validate myself if i know what i think i know um and then um and then get that piece of paper so i can i can verify and validate that when i say i know something I've I've learned it and and taken the steps to prove to someone else that I've learned it. And that doesn't always work because sometimes I thought I knew something and then I went to validate it and, and the other person's like, No, you got a long ways to go, brother. And then like,
0: what's so okay. cool is that we have these, you know, cell phone. Um, you can it's basically an encyclopedia in your hand where when we were kids, we had to ride our bicycles to the library to to know or not know. <laughs> but yeah, I I, I like real- that selling point too because I, I know a lot of young roofers or some of the people that listen to this program, which you're listening to, the Roofing Business Builder Program. Some of the people that listen to this program uh, are just crossing over into commercial, and I know that many ones that just crossed over would say, "I am just scared of the inspector, and you know maybe I should take him out or bribe him, or you know I've heard people bribe an inspector, and I'm like, you're cutting your own roofing companies." throat to do that because it, you want that guy to find out if one of your employees made a mistake you know you want to find the mistake before before you know uh, the, you hand off this warranty because otherwise you're gonna be coming back for one and for two it's gonna uh, sour your reputation to that customer and it's better for that inspector to find something if something was left so it's yeah. like i i think the, the inspector your inspector should be one of your best friend not best friends you know what i'm saying you i like it better when you don't know your inspector don't have a close relationship unless mm-hmm. they're, they're training your guys but definitely you want him to be wow. trying to find something as you know most people are good people so they're going to find something yeah. if something's there they'll save you a lot of time and money in the long run and help your reputation to keep continue right. to grow.
1: So I'll speak as the guy who was the inspector for nine years. The cons- <laughs> observer. That's the proper term, the observer. A proper and consultant. observer. Yes. And, and you get paid. To, what do you get paid for? Take pictures? Yeah, I do. And like earlier, um, and previously you were talking about, you know, not saying things bad about your competitors. Oh, well, I was accused of that. And this is why I was accused. As the in- inspector, I took pictures. I made a report. I delivered it to my client. And it's all just factual based. Here's what I saw, here's what I said, here's what happened. Just as simple as that. So we'd have two kinds of roofing contractors. The guy who says, oh my God, I got to fix this. What do I do? And we can either show them, train them or show them resources so they can go and learn or just, you know, sometimes it's just as easy as, you know, three sentences when someone needs to do to correct it and they take care of it, no problem. And they appreciate that extra knowledge and they feel better for it. And I love to work on with those guys. On the converse, we had guys who don't want to hear it, don't want to be corrected, they know what they're doing, don't need anybody telling them nothing, and said that my I made them look bad. And they used to always get under my skin because I didn't do anything except stand there and take pictures of the work that's being done. I had no control, no power, no authority over the, the project itself. Um, And I found that those guys are um, hard to work with. But here's what happens as the consultant, when I'm writing another spec for a client and we're thinking about contractors, we don't want to invite to bid on that project. Obviously, we're going to thinking about the contractors who were open to um, criticisms and wanted to grow and become better roofers and get training as opposed to the guy who, you know, oh, you made us look back and you took pictures of that big blister we left in the middle of the roof. with the spit in the middle <laughs> True story. Right? Yeah, it's a true story. They did that. And it was just a huge blister with a big crack down the middle and it was leaking and they would not fix it. They had to get someone else to do it. I can not believe it. Why put your foot down on something like that? doesn't make sense to me. But, no, no, it doesn't. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I just want to say thanks for being on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: That was my interview with Henry Staggs. And... A lot of information that we got to share, but I hope you notice the point though, that when it comes to commercial inspections, they're very valuable. I mean, we can all make a mistake. If you have an employee, they can make a mistake. If you have a sub crew, they can definitely make a mistake. Any of us can, right? So that inspector is really someone that's gonna help protect your company, protect your company's name. So it was a really good point too. Now it's time for Did you, Did you Know That Some Warranties May Be Transferable. Now different manufacturers have different writing, and, but a lot of times you can even talk to the manufacturer and get that warranty written the way you would like. Usually, you sometimes have to go up to the national sales manager or even the vice president of a company. But if the job is large enough, they'll be very willing to listen. And a lot of times, you can have things happen for you that you wouldn't normally be able to get. But you also have to have that right type of customer. But warranties can be transferable uh, with some companies. And uh, it's just very good to look at the print and then ask your rep about that having a transferable warranty really comes in handy if you have one of those customers that doesn't plan to own the building for very long but when you explain this to them you tell them that when you are talking to the person that's going to buy the building that it actually has a transferable warranty and so that might be a big carrot for them in getting the building sold down the road well, that's it for the show. Really appreciate you guys. It's been a, a rough ride for me um, this year. Uh, my mom, you know, passed just uh, just several weeks ago, and um, but I'm making it, and you know what? You're making it too. Remember the earlier part of the program? I talked about the law of rhythm, and I'm experiencing it, and I'm sure you have too. But let's keep our spirits up. Let's get out there and sell some roofs, and let's. Uh, let's make a lot of money. So until next time, I don't always consult on commercial roofing, but when I do, I make millionaires. Stay wealthy, my friend.